Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Population, it was in the 700s. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a small a town. It's a very small town. But it is home to a vintage car racetrack. It was a cool date. I, if I never see another race car in my life, it will be too soon. And I was like, Tia. Ari likes to drive. He's car guy. We have established that. Show him something about yourself. I want to know what Tia does. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Wow. So last night was incredible. Like, the chemistry was jumping off screen. I really felt like for the first time in a while, like I was watching a true love story unfold in front of my eyes. Claire, just to be clear, this podcast is still about The Bachelor. As much as I'd like to, we can't just turn this into an ice dancing fan cast. All I'm saying is I tuned in last night hoping to see a smoking hot romance and Tessa and Scott gave it to me. I mean, obviously, I completely agree. I refuse to believe that they're not secretly in love. But unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, we have to talk about Ari's hometown dates, which were a little less Moulin Rouge. We already went to Moulin Rouge. (laughs) And we're going to go through this recap like two ice dancers alone together on the ice. But more like the (laughs) Shib Sibs than Tessa and Scott. Yes, true. Um, Our guests fell through this week. Sorry, guys. (laughs) But uh, first, a little business. Um, We're going to South by Southwest. Yay! We're going to be doing a live podcast on Saturday, March 10th at 5 p.m. There will be some special guests, and we'll be going over this crazy season and the whole world of the Bachelor franchise. So if you're going to be at South by Southwest... In Austin. Yes. um, My first time going to Austin. I'm really excited. Uh, Come join us. If you uh, have questions for us to discuss, shoot us an email at heretomakefriends@huffpost.com, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. And if you can't make it to the live taping, uh, we will be running the session as a podcast afterwards. So more bonus content. Yeah. Here to make friends live. Live. Yeah, it's not our usual our usual mode, but I feel like we're going to be natural. Yeah, we do have faces for radio, but we'll <laughs> also try to have faces for a panel. Yeah, and as we sometimes hear, we have voices for not being on the radio, and yet here we are. All right, so let's do hometowns. Um, Kendall's up first. Taxidermy. 
This is the quirky. taxidermy date. Quirky. 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 What season was it? Was it was it Rachel season when the guys had to have a discussion about what quirky versus quirky meant? I don't remember, but I that sounds extremely familiar. There's something about the show that guys really struggle with the word quirky, and yet they just long to use it. They can't think of another term. Try whimsical. Like, I don't know. Eccentric. Um, might be easier to pronounce. Eccentric feels less complimentary, though. And I think what Ari was trying to, to get at here is that <laughs> Kendall is very hot and cool, but has one unconventional interest. At least one unconventional least interest. One. She also likes eating bugs, so two. That's true, two. Two unconventional interests. Um, we see it. So she takes him to a storage unit full of taxidermy. That I think is where we saw her in her intro package. And I'm sort of thinking she just has a storage unit full of taxidermy. Or is this like a studio where these kind of things I, I don't know. I'm I have a lot of questions about the space. I, have I wish a lot there of there would have been, you know, more details, more context. Uh, but I feel like this was for one of the first times I like really related to Ari. <laughs> I really felt for him because he had just an abject look of horror on his face when Kendall says, we're going to taxidermy rats right now, which is a true nightmare for me. But so I, like I related. Little soft, like little rat pelts. It looks so I know. Cute. And he really <laughs> took it on like a champ and ended up being super cute. And even my rat and mice phobic self was able to watch. <laughs> but seeing their skins and tails laying Those there. Little tails. No, no, Claire. I've been no. in a long running um, sort of feud with Emma and I are on the same team at work and we, there's a long running feud between me and everyone else on the team about whether rodents are cute. They're horrifying. They're I hate their movements. I mean, I'm shuddering right now. Wow. I'm sorry. It's, I'm glad you never got to meet my hamster, Ginger. I'm okay with hamsters she for some adorable. reason. Hamsters are fine. It's, they don't have tails. No, I've been in a New York apartment that had mice. There are rats all over the subway. I I can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, I hate them. Once I had mice in my apartment and I was sort of like, you know, I feel comforted knowing that there are little furry creatures in here with me. And now you have a cat who will just kill them all. Yeah. So I guess I don't love them that much. <laughs> um, anyway, the, 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 I sort of felt like you could definitely see that this relationship is doomed during the taxidermy portion, even though he was such a good sport about it, because Kendall was so clear that, like, most guys can't handle this interest of hers. She's hoping that Ari will be different. And looking at Ari throughout this, I was like, no, Ari is not that guy. Ari's not the guy who's going to be like, no, let's do taxidermy together. Decorate our house in your taxidermy. <laughs> Ari's the guy who's like, I'm going to be cool about this for one afternoon because I think you're hot and cool, but this is not going to be my life. Which, fair enough. It's totally fair. But I was like, Kendall, why do you think that Ari is going to... Can you not see in his eyes that he desperately wants to run far away and take a shower? It was a good television, though. And then they go and meet her family. And we find out that she has a twin sister named Kylie. They are older They're than the They're before the Jenners, but it's an amazing coincidence. It really is. Um, they're... I love seeing Kendall and Kylie together because they are just like two sides of the same coin. They look so similar and they have a very similar cadence in their speech. They're both so stunning to watch and listen to. But the where cadence Kendall is very has pleasing. This very naturalistic, like hippie ish vibe. 
And her sister is wearing like red lipstick, straight hair, an amazing kimono. Oh, was that a kimono? That it was a great outfit. Yeah. So they they speak in the same way though. They They both talk about energies and openness or shutting down. They're both incredibly uh, observant. It's very much like if you were casting like or creating a teen vampire (laughs) soap opera, and you were like, we want to have like the light and dark like vampire sisters you know (laughs) but I mean both very beautiful and seemingly very like her sister also seemed really sweet and supportive I was very into this family and you could tell that the way that Kendall and Kylie speak um, and their brother Colton which we didn't get to see too much of uh, who we didn't get to see too much of but their their parents also speak in really thoughtful ways um, and you could sort of see where where all of where their personalities come from. Yeah. You could really see where Kendall's whole approach to Crystal came from because Kylie takes basically the same approach with Kendall of sort of posing these tough questions about where her motivations are really coming from, where her feelings really are, and then really listens to what Kendall says in response and then says, well, if that's how you feel, then here's what you should do moving forward. It was extremely useful advice. Yeah. She essentially tells her that she noticed space between yeah Kendall and Ari she leans really heavily on energy I'm here for it (laughs) tell me tell me the vibes you got Uh, they were sitting by the way in a room full of bowls like small bowls I didn't notice that full of small objects and I couldn't tell what they were I was like is this where she keeps all the glass eyes for her taxidermy this is why I need to watch the episodes twice I often miss these background details it's one of those things like that psychological study where if you tell people to focus on a certain part of a basketball game they won't notice that a guy in a gorilla suit ran across the court halfway through like you're really focused on the conversation and then at a certain point i'm just like wait what are all these bowls why are there <laughs> bowls everywhere why didn't i notice it earlier in this conversation um but yes kylie seems pretty skeptical of Ari's relationship with Kendall. And and yet really supportive of what Kendall wants. So she gives her the suggestion to open up about her feelings. If she's afraid of losing this guy, put it all on the line, which is pretty good advice. Yeah. And so Kendall, at this point, she hasn't had a one-on-one date. She's the only one who hasn't told Ari, I, I'm falling for you. And he actually tells her that he's falling for her, and she doesn't say it back and she tells Kylie that, and Kylie says, you know, that really makes me nervous because it seems like if if you felt sure about him, you would— You would have said this. You would have known what to say in that moment. You wouldn't have— I think she's right. Yeah. Um, but she does say, you know, if you really think that you feel it and Kendall thinks that she does, then you need to tell him or that's what's going to drive the wedding in your relationship. Foreshadowing, um, perhaps? Yeah. And Ari talks with her dad, and he's sort of like, I don't know about this. Well, all the parents are sort of just like, I don't know about this process. I want to give a shout-out to, like a blanket shout-out to the parents on these hometowns. For the first time, we had every single conversation that we saw between the lead and a parent end with the parent saying, this isn't about me giving permission this is about me trusting my daughter to make 
the decision that she wants. I may yeah. feel skeptical. At the end of the day, I trust her and trust her judgment, which was really nice. It is nice. I, I have to say, I'm irritated that it still has to be said, like that Ari's still sitting down with these people in 2018 and asking for permission. And they're sort of like, I don't know, but like ultimately I do trust my daughter. And it's like we wouldn't even be having to have this conversation if the roles are reversed. Oh, I agree. But I think that unfortunately this show sort of sets them up to have that conversation. Like yeah. you can feel that the conventions of the show kind of demand it. I agree. It should go without saying. I mean, it's kind of absurd. Yeah. Um, I also get the feeling just from the little bits. And these are the moments that I wish we did I felt like I understood Ari a little bit better because I do get the sense that he's, you know, not not super religious, not necessarily super traditional in this sense, which is kind of cool. Mm. And it I felt from him that he wasn't even really interested in asking for blessings. And I wish he just said that to the camera. Yeah, I I wish that, too. There's a lot of things I wish. Yeah. Um, Um, (laughs) About Ari. (laughs) Her uh, like Kylie also talks to Ari and. She seems really surprised that he's looking for a proposal. Like, she really doesn't think that Kendall is at that place. And uh, I think she's right, but... I guess we'll see it play it's out. It's Kendall's decision. Um, and her, her mom tells her, if you're around somebody and your heart opens, that's good. And if you're around them and your heart closes, then that's a concern. And I was like, I can't argue with that. <laughs> and also, um, that is exactly how Kendall talks. So. Yes. It all makes sense. So at the end, uh, Kendall sits down with Ari and is like, I'm falling for you. you. And then they make out. Obviously. And he leaves. Um, We kind of zip through these dates, to be honest. Then uh, Tia hosts him next in Wiener, Arkansas. Population, what did it say? It was in the 700s. Yeah, it's a a a small town. It's a very small town. But it is home to a vintage car racetrack. It was a cool date. I... If I never see another race car in my life, it will be too soon. Like I Yeah, I can't say I've ever had a real interest in The minute that racing. she said I wanted to make you feel comfortable, I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? I don't want to see another race car date. And that's <laughs> of course that's and I was like, Tia. Ari likes to drive. He's car guy. We have established that. Show him something about yourself. I want to know what Tia does. I want to know where Tia grew up. Take him around I mean I guess it's a very small town but I was like it just felt really it felt catering to him rather than yeah. what the purpose of these dates are which is to actually introduce and I feel like the a bachelor lot of people, to your life I feel like a lot of people get the vibe from Tia and I have too that she's very like I'm not gonna do what you want me to do like I'm my own woman and like I'm strong but she consistently does seem to want to do what will make Ari happy and rather than putting any sort of her own interests to the fore. Right, which is an instinct that I can also relate to. And I think often, you know, you want to be the one who's making all the demands and drawing the lines and saying, this is who I am. And at the same time, when you really, really like someone, it's also really tempting yeah. to negotiate with yourself and say, well, what will make them feel the best? And at the end That's of the true. day, that usually is your undoing. And it's like there's a this is I can't believe I'm doing this. There's a, a moment in How I Met Your Mother when uh the lead, Ted, is dating a woman and like he ends up getting engaged to her. 
and she's never seen Star Wars and he's obsessed with Star Wars. So he makes her watch Star Wars and she hates it. But she doesn't – she lies to him about it. And her friend – his friends are like, you hated it. Like can you really go your whole life pretending that you love this movie that you hate for for him? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, can you though? Like that's – you think you can now. Like in the moment you're like, sure, my whole life I can give up every, you know – Sunday afternoon to the church social. If I, I I love them enough to actually spend all my free evenings, you know, doing taxidermy together. But, but in eventually, reality, that wears off. That initial drive to please another person so much wears off, and then you are left with a life with them. And you're like, why don't? What about what I want? What about and like not that you have to share all the same interests, but like you should know how you're going to negotiate the dist. And I think that's what the hometown date is actually for is he's been picking the dates. He's been putting his interests forward. This is your chance to be like, here's what you need to incorporate from my life. And to be clear from everyone that we've interviewed who's been on a hometown date. The people on them do get to choose what they do. Yeah. They have a lot of say in in planning it. So you know, unlike some yeah. of the other days. So, like, don't be all, you know, oh, like, Kendall was straight up like, we're going to be doing taxidermy together, which I think Ari should be honest enough with himself to know he <laughs> won't want to do that. But I wish Tia had been a little more straightforward. I'm also a little sad. Per Instagram, uh, they're, both Tia and Raven posted a photo of Ari, Tia, Adam, and Raven. So clearly— yeah. They did meet up with with Raven at the hometown. I would have liked to see that. I would have liked to see that. I wonder why they didn't show that. I guess just for time. But that would have been, I don't know. I feel like Tia deserved a little more from her date given that this was her send off. Yeah. I I would have liked to see that. Um, Just a little bit of her personality, see her in in an older friendship. It would have been fun. And of course, I I love Raven on my TV. race car thing if you have to. No one needs to see Ari in a race car again. Um... (laughs) And, I mean, maybe Tia just thinks he looks hot in race cars, which, fine. Fair. Um, so they're going to meet uh, her parents, her brother, uh, who is apparently very protective. When, when we see her family for the first time, I actually couldn't tell for a second which one was her brother and which one was her dad. What? Claire. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, look like the, like, they look like their brothers. No, they don't. She's a lot her younger da- than him. I think she is a lot younger, but a her dad lot. has, like, very gray hair. And... Well, her brother's bald, so. Uh, he did not look like her father. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could definitely have been her father. No. Um, he acted like her father. Um, he actually takes Ari aside first. And well, he I guess... just is, like, a bundle of coiled aggression this entire lead up to He the did eventually soften, but you could feel like he was had been sort of pumped up to, you know— Make demands on Ari. Ask him the tough questions. And he brought up the fact that Ari is known as the kissing bandit. And he's heard he's a playboy, which a few people. I'm. It makes me think that a bunch of these parents just went to reality Steve and were like, who yeah, is this guy? And I would. And read about like, oh, Jeff Holmes said that they used to pick up sorority girls. Like that's. But then they had to couch the language. So instead yeah. framed it as like, you're a kissing bandit. I hear that you like. Kissing. Dating women. <laughs> yeah. How's that for you, buddy? Um, and he says, I hope you can prove to me tonight that that's not who you are. And Ari's like, well, I didn't nickname myself. And I was like, well, that's not the problem with the nickname, Ari. 
Um, but basically, he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, whatever. But now I want to get married. So he doesn't, like, really deny it. No. I think, look, I think it's a fair question to ask someone that you're meeting for the first time and your daughter might get engaged them or sister on national television to be like, hey, do you actually want to get married? I also yeah. think it's fair for Ari to be like, I had some years where I was fucking around and yeah. now I'm not. I mean, we, we do a know lot. that he was in, but we do know that for at least the year before he was cast, he was in a pretty serious relationship. So it's not yeah. like, I, I just want to be fair. Like, I don't think this behavior was, it's not flattering, but it also wasn't necessarily happening, you right. know, in the very lead up to the show. Yeah, it was more public than than most men's playboy behavior yeah unfortunately uh and probably at least (laughs) probably at least 70 percent of the men that come off of these shows have some display some fuckboy behaviors yeah at least from that's a really what we've heard that's really generous that you think it's only 70 percent more like 90 Um, 95 (laughs) so uh jason is basically her brother is like oh well i haven't been able to be there for her in the past and I want to do that now. What I was I, I had no idea what that meant. It seemed like he was alluding to something, but it well, never it becomes seems, clear. From what her mom says as well, it seems like Tia was in some really damaging relationships. Yeah, and she said that too. Um, but Ari's like, I love her spirit. And Jason is like, great. I'm on board with you now. You know, at least he has more than one word to describe her. So she... Yeah. As far as I felt watching this, she was already coming out ahead. No, it it does not. But Um, Tia talks to her dad, who has also heard about Ari's. I I just imagine them all gathered around the computer, (laughs) like someone's phone, and being like, "Oh my god, sorority girls!" (laughs) Um, And she's like, "I'm not trying to pay attention to that. I just want to see him for who he is," which I get, but I'm also sort of like. That stuff is who he is, too. Like, I don't understand ignoring And also, else. do you really know who someone is when you've spent well, exactly. not that much That's not the them. only yeah. way to know someone. Like, stuff that he's done in his past is also part of it. But um, Ari uh, also tells her dad that he's not a playboy. And her dad said, well, like... Having 25 girls to pick from, you're probably having a lot of fun. And he's like, oh, you'd think so, but it's actually very stressful. I believe that. I I thought that this was a moment where Ari showed a bit of genuine personality (laughs) because he just answered so quickly like, oh, I'm so stressed out. (laughs) It does seem really stressful. And we did see him genuinely have a panic attack later in the episode. So yeah, Um, (laughs) maybe he needs to talk to the show therapist. Yeah, I would be calling up that therapist like every day i imagine him having therapy with the therapist from burning love (laughs) he's like ari pick up that pillow now punch it punch the pillow now do you want to just like dust off those blinds over there um if you guys haven't watched burning love check it out it's delightful it's such a good parody of the franchise um and her dad says that tia is still his little girl even though she's 26 and she'll always be his little girl and Ari says he would take good care of her. I think uh. Ari's going to adopt Tia. <laughs> yeah. This is his paternal side continues to come out, which is never, never a good sign. 
And then his dad, her dad says, if you hurt her, I can find you on Google. And they laugh and laugh, but also are serious. But also I thought this was um, sort of the sweetest, most 2018 threat there's ever been on this show. I don't believe in threats. I'm like, just don't do it. I don't know. I, if my dad I did agree. something like that, I would be like, stop. Oh, I agree. To be clear, I think no one should be making threats on people's lives. Also, your daughter went on a show where, like, literally the premise is that she will get hurt. She will, she will likely get hurt and also that the lead will have to go to four hometowns. So Yeah. But, um, you know, instead of threatening to kill him, he threatened to Google him, which I thought was sort of funny. Yeah. Well, I felt like the implied thing was then I'll I, Google then, you and then kill you. And then okay, come yeah, get well. you. Um, so, uh, Tia is like, listen, Ari, I'm in love with you now. And he says, I can't express my feelings. Which we know is a lie because he told Lauren B that he's falling deeply in love with her last week. And at that point, I'm like, not looking good for Tia. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more on the extremely bland hometown dates in a minute. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like, take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. (laughs) So important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. 
I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And 
my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And then he heads off to see Becca. Man, these hometown days are just really pretty bland, to be honest. There was no big drama. I kept waiting, and I was convinced it was going to be Lauren B's because that's how they were teasing it. And then even that one was pretty tame. Yeah. I mean, I we're going to speed right through this. We're going to have so much time for ice dancing at the end. Um, (laughs) And so they go to Minneapolis. That's where Becca's from. They go apple picking. It looks extremely windy. Yeah, and chilly. Like yeah. they are not comfortable. But I I loved it. It looked like a like they were on the set of a Hallmark movie called I... like Harvest of Love or something. Not that I've seen any like that. <laughs> I have I have seen some like that. Um they do all sorts of apple things. They pick them, they sling the caramel them apples at a looked really good. Okay. I just wanna say they cut to the cabin. And are showing the cabin, but not Ari and Becca. And then you hear her say, you're going to stick it all the way in. And then it cuts to them doing the caramel apple. That it's like was very, the editors having some fun. Just to, because it's so subtle that, like, yeah, it doesn't seem too overtly like they're doing. The but you, you just know but someone in the back room is like, teehee. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are they doing in that cabin? Oh, they're making Sticking it in. They're sticking the apple into, into apples. <laughs> And caramel sauce. Mm. It looked that looked pretty good though. I, it made me want a caramel apple. Yeah. I also could you could tell that Ari felt so much more relaxed on this date than he did on the on the previous two. I. Do you disagree? I think he felt relaxed in a way that makes me feel like he is evaluating Becca in a much different way. Like, I feel like his relationship with Becca is much more like she fits into my life logically. She is, like, checking all the boxes that I need. But he's not, like, discomfited by his level of emotion for her. Yes, I view his feelings with her as somewhere, in terms of intensity, somewhere in between Kendall and Tia and Lauren. I think he's the most obviously into Lauren to the point where he's anxious because of that. But in the first two dates, I felt like he 
it, it felt sort of unnatural to him. He didn't feel right. comfortable in his own skin. But what I thought was interesting was that he was willing to get really uncomfortable for Kendall. I don't think that makes them a good long-term match, and I think he knows that. He's intrigued by her, and he and he's into that. Yeah. But I don't think. But I, guess, I don't think he's going to see her in the final. Two. I don't think he's uncomfortable enough with Becca because I think if you really are excited about someone and you're meeting their family and like you're considering proposing, he just seems really comfortable with what she brings to the table and is like, I could have that. I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. And that's why I still feel like he's probably going to go for Lauren. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that he sees a potential longevity with Becca and he sees, he has like a vision in his mind and he's like, that would be good. Yeah. You see it go both ways in Bachelor history where like they often have the impractical person that they're really excited about and the practical person they're less excited about. Sometimes they choose the practical person, sometimes the impractical person. Both times, almost 100% of the time, it doesn't work <laughs> out. So what are we talking about? Um, so Becca's dad passed away when she was 19. Um, and so she tells him she'll be meeting, he'll be meeting her mom and also some extended family, some uncles. Uncle um, Gary. Uncle Gary. The real star of this episode, I Yes. Think. He is a pastor and he is like a second father to her. And uh, we actually cut then to her family waiting for them to arrive. And they I've never seen such a like people look so miserable waiting for. It made me really like them. Yeah. You, you just felt like these people have some good heads on their shoulders and they are not into this. And they seem convinced that like our Becca is so level headed. She would never consider just getting proposed to on national television. We learn. Really... Little do they know the power of the bachelor bubble. We, all, we learn a lot, usually at hometowns, about how little these parents actually know their children. They're like, she would never. Oh, she's definitely going to. Got it. Okay. Um, and he is nervous to meet Uncle Gary. He asks Becca for advice on how to make that conversation go good. Oh, God. This hurt my soul. <sighs> hurt my soul. The grammatical errors on this show just start getting really painful around this I time. did feel him wince a little bit as he said that. And I, he knew. I want to give Maybe. him. I, I hope, hope so. I want to give him a break on that. Um, so he meets the family, um, and his mom or her mom. That I always do this a million times during hometowns. I mix up the pronouns. Becca's mom asks him how this experience was different from being on The Bachelorette, and I thought his response was kind of interesting because obviously the answer is I've had to open myself up to more women, and that actually is good because it means I'll be really sure and confident in It was my a choice. good question. Becca's mom asked a lot of very pointed yes. questions. I'm not saying that Ari answered them successfully, but they were good questions. <laughs> well, I think he answered that honestly, but what I always find really revealing about that is that now her daughter is in that position and he's right. saying she, that person, Becca in this case, is in a, not a great place to be sure and confident in their choice, That's which such a good is point. true, but like for him <laughs> to sort of implicitly admit that was surprising to me um and he says in a way it's really beautiful and that's when like they cut to her uncle gary and his <laughs> eyes are like twitching madly um so uncle gary immediately pulls him aside and starts monologuing about becca's dad who was a great guy a great hunter a great fisherman the three qualities i look for in a man <laughs> 
And he also carved wooden ducks. So now we know everything we need to know about Becca's family. We need nothing more. Um, um, but it was it was really sweet to see. It was a very emotional conversation. Uncle Gary say, you know, I wish I wasn't the person here and I shouldn't be the person here. Um, yeah. You know, Becca's dad should be here. And then he says Becca's uncles are her guard dogs. There is a there's like a lot of we are the protective men. There always is every time. And I think I it didn't bother me as much because it was soft. It wasn't as intense as we've seen in the past. I think my um I don't know my I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Uh my ability to sort of deal with it now. I've seen it so many times. Has, well, I think they also all ended up being such pushovers that Right. It, it ultimately didn't come off as aggressive as it felt yeah. like it was going to in the beginning. It was like they were guard dogs and then Ari just like offered them a bone. And they're, they're like, like, yeah, yeah, fine. Cool. Go, you can pass. Come in. Take whatever you want from the house. <laughs> we don't care anymore. Um, so Ari is like, yes, she's I'm into Becca. This is I'm really considering her. And he says, well, what if Becca wants to go to church? It's interesting because— I had no idea Becca was— That's what I was going to say, and Ari says, we've discussed it, we which I, I'm sure they have, but why wouldn't they show that? That's— But then they That has not even it. been implied. It has not even been implied that that's something that's important to Becca. We've never—and that just makes me feel like we haven't seen that many conversations between Ari and Becca. Right. I I tweeted last night. I kept forgetting she was here. That wasn't a slam on Becca. It's just she her relationship with Ari doesn't really jump out. They don't have a particularly notable chemistry on screen. We don't see a lot of conversations between them. They're kind of like the backdrop relationship in a way, which maybe is a good thing. For them. I don't know. I don't know. But we haven't, I feel like we haven't seen enough of their connection yeah, at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, Becca sits down with her mom and she says she wouldn't really be ready to give her approval for a proposal. Um, Becca actually says, I told Ari that you would be the one to ask for approval because dad, you know, isn't here, which I thought was interesting um but this is the episode where everyone got asked for permission i think at one point lauren asked her aunt for permission i was like what's happening (laughs) um but becca really sells ari she thinks he's going to be a great father and partner just like her father And Ari says the same thing like becca would be a great mom yeah when was any of this discussed and what is this based but again i really feel like they're assessing each other in that very practical way yeah um, and her mom says, well, I would be really grieved that you won't end up in Minnesota, which means they've also discussed that Becca would move to Scottsdale. There's so- apparently so much we've missed. And yeah. you know what? I really don't want that for Becca. I know. Me neither. Um, all that time in Scottsdale and apparently not even any golfing. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> so, um, Ari talks to her mom and she had just told Becca she wouldn't give approval for a proposal, but... Um, tells him basically it's Becca's choice and I would honor that. So that basically is approval or a blessing for a proposal. But in the meantime, she asks some good questions. She asks about committed relationships in his life and what he's learned from them. And he says his parents choose each other every day. And 
she's very impressed by that. And then he says something that I was really irritated by, actually. He's like, I know you have to, like, be with someone grounded that has a good family. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. What? It was very, like, a very overt example of the thing he's kind of hinted at before, which is that it is, like, a flaw if your family isn't very traditional and stable and divorce-free and, you know. Well, I guess all of these women do have yeah stable nuclear families. Which is great, but, like, yeah. I'm very troubled by the way that he seems to equate that with their individual worth. Yeah, and and, an individual's ability to be in a relationship. Yeah. You know, those things aren't aren't necessarily correlated. (laughs) Yeah. There are plenty of people who grow up. They might be well, you know, we'd have to do some research on that. They might be, but they're not necessarily always linked. Right. Uh, I think that there are plenty of people who grow up in quote unquote stable families who have a lot of trouble in relationships for whatever reason. And also vice versa. I'm a mess. Um (laughs) no, I mean I think that it is just really disturbing to think that you could be rejected because your parents decided that they were better apart apart like that seems really harsh and judgmental and when it's framed in this way of like well becca has a good family it seems nice but the message underneath that um i didn't love um and becca says goodbye to Ari. She says he's still blowing her mind and stealing pieces of her heart. Intense statement. Yeah. Um, And then he goes to see Lauren's family in Virginia Beach. They go horseback riding on the beach. This actually does seem like something she's done before. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. I would love to just go horseback riding on the beach all the time as a hobby. Yeah, it was really selling me on Virginia Beach. Yeah. They climb up the stairs of a lighthouse to watch the sunset. So that he can cradle her body in his arms and massage her back for what felt like hours. He was so much more physically intimate with her during this day from what we saw than any anyone yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, he is a toucher and he cannot keep his hands off Lauren. Um, and meanwhile, her family is talking is, about how they're not sure if Ari realizes how conservative a family he's about to walk into. Yeah. Which immediately I'm like, (laughs) just have my little, like, what do you exactly mean mean by that? They, I I mean, we know what they mean because (laughs) Lauren B's mother's Twitter feed is full of Fox news fueled conspiracy theories, but yeah, you Um, know, no judgments on Lauren. Um, The visual of their home is just very amazing. It's like, there's so much blonde it's and palatial like too, and yeah, they have a very lovely home. And so, her aunt is there as well. Is her uncle there? Also? Uh, I don't think or so. Or just her her aunt parents. Yeah, and I didn't write down which of her family was there. Me, I, me either. I did. It escaped me apparently. Sorry, guys. Um, Ari is freaking out before they even walk in. He's and it's so nervous. What did she say I can't, that made him this nervous? Right. Or is he? Or is this just of his own making? Right, because either she said something that made him nervous. From what we saw of her predictions, it didn't seem any scarier 
perhaps even less scary than what he heard from some of the other women going into it. But he seemed much more nervous, which just seemed like another indication that he is so much more like attached to that relationship. It was also amazing because, of course, they do the awkward music and they they seat them in the living room so that her family's all on one side and they are sitting together very distant and it's just Ari's voiceover about how uncomfortable he is. Yeah. Well I mean, done, it Bachelor. It does seem very quiet. They, they, they a lot seem of to, awkward pauses. They know that he was born uh, in the, the Netherlands. Netherlands and so they ask him to say, Lauren, you're beautiful in Dutch and he does and then they're all like, mm-hmm. And they, then they her father no follow-ups to that. Her father just proceeds to ask a few questions which Ari doesn't necessarily give the answers that perhaps he was looking for. First, have you ever known anybody in a military family, which he has not, apparently, and whether he plays golf, which he does not. Uh, her dad, you could just see the the shock and disappointment on his face, especially about yeah. the golf more than the military family I feel thing. like they were just like, here are some things about us that we can talk to Ari about. And then they just all fail. Struck out on every point. <laughs> Um, they were like, they even said, oh, but you live in Scottsdale and you never golf. And he was like, I'm too busy having dinner with my parents. And racing. And racing. Um, and curating my collection of race helmets. You know, I feel like if you're having a son-in-law who doesn't golf is a deal breaker, like that's maybe your cross to bear. Yeah. Well, all that Greg does, um, you know, is golf with my with my dad, with his dad, with um very small children <laughs> who we think might one day date our future daughter. You know, it's important for male bonding, um, which is really more important ultimately than the relationship between a man and woman. Obviously. Um, so he excuses himself at this point to wipe to his dab face all the off. sweat that has been forming all over his body. I mean, apparently it's quite hot, but he keeps saying, like, the last time I was this nervous was when I raced in the Indy 500, which, given what we know about his poor track record, was probably quite nervous. Um, So Lauren is talking to her aunt and saying they have something, like, special. And she thinks she can trust him. And she asks her aunt for her blessing on their... Her aunt's like, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> if you're into him. <laughs> Not really my problem, but okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lauren's dad is talking with Ari. Oh, God. We this prefaced line. this with a quote from her dad saying, I think Ari should be willing to protect my daughter with his life. And, like, if he doesn't, basically, I'll fucking kill him. And then immediately he turns out to be the biggest softie we have yet seen. I know. And they kept playing this line in all the teasers to make it seem like her dad was going to be incredibly aggressive, which we have seen male family members on this show get real aggressive. Instead, Ari tells him one story and he's like, oh, that's so beautiful. You're so nice. And so great to have you. It's like I want. So her dad is in the military and has flown fighter planes and is telling Ari what planes he's flown. And Ari says, well, I flew one once when I was on it, like a USO tour in Iraq. And her dad is gobsmacked, maybe because Ari said he's never known anyone in a military family, when in fact he apparently has hung out with a bunch of actual soldiers, (laughs) which seems a little confusing to me. But I thought her dad might be a little annoyed that he was drawing that, like, 
you're a fighter pilot. No, I, Once I went over and like hung out and had fun. And instead he seemed genuinely really, really grateful that Ari would have taken the time to yeah. he go toasted speak him. to these soldiers in Iraq. Like it and suddenly he turned into this incredibly sweet, soft spoken man. Yeah. And then he's like, Lauren's smart. I'm not worried about her. Again, a Lauren good answer. has been engaged twice, but it's not her jo- her dad's job to fix that problem she appears to have. Um, of continually getting engaged with to people that maybe you know what, but right. at least she's getting out of those engagements before true before they they are legally binding. So yeah, um, and let never get married, guys. Like just don't. I do mean, it. that's that's how I feel. Just um, kidding. So, kidding. so uh, meanwhile, her mom sits down with Ari. She is far tougher on him <laughs> than yeah. She has basically one expression this whole time, which is that she looks mildly nauseous. She does not seem thrilled no. to be sitting down with this uh, this dude. And Ari says a lot of the things that we have heard from him about Lauren already, which is that when he's having a bad day, he just feels comforted when he looks at her, Ugh. which is revealing in a way that I don't think he realizes. <laughs> he says he's falling in love with her. She says, well, what about these other women? Are you saying the same things to those families? And he's like, every relationship is different. I just have to compartmentalize. Well, she asks directly if he compartmentalizes, and he says yes. Uh, And I understand why that concerns her, but I also think that's just part of I mean, honestly, I would be concerned, too, because my thing is always if you can act like I'm the only one and I'm not— then how will I ever know <laughs> that you're not? Doing and that it again? is why you should never find love on The Bachelor. I know. <laughs> it's it's just something that I like. I, I'm like I want to fall in love with someone who's a bad liar, someone who can't like juggle different relationships. Yeah, I'm with you. It's Way just, too paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but finally, she says, you know, I trust Lauren, and she talks to Lauren, and both Lauren and Ari on this date tell the, their parents. That they are very similar to each other, which is interesting because <laughs> I think that shows a lot of self awareness. I think they I think are, they very are similar. similar. I think they are similar, and I'm equally kind of bored by both of them. Yeah. Well, Lauren <laughs> says, you know, we can be sitting in a room with 15 girls, and I can know exactly what he's thinking. And I'm like, that's because you're both thinking, like, <laughs> this I'm is nice. Laughing just in Look at that. <laughs> My favorite color is blue. (laughs) Like, you know what you're both thinking because you have the most obvious thoughts in the entire world. And then you say them to each other and you're like, oh, my God, you also think the light looks pretty on the water. Um, You know what? This might be a really great match. I'm I'm excited for the possibility that they could (laughs) fall in love. But there's still three women and... uh, Meanwhile, uh, Lauren thinks that he wouldn't say I'm falling deeply in love with you if he was saying it to other girls. And it seems like she's right. He hasn't said that level of thing to any of the other women. He's only said, I'm like, I'm falling for you. He hasn't said deeply falling in love. Yeah, she memorized that phrasing. Well, I guess you got to take what you can get. And then Ari said he was falling deeply in love with me. She kept, I was like, yeah, I would definitely say that over and over to myself as I fell asleep. Um, Lauren cries. And her mom says, I've never seen you and a guy look at each other that way. Again, Lauren has been engaged twice. 
and apparently, well, apparently those were very unsuccessful relationships. Yeah, apparently should have ended earlier. Has a much much more excitement and uh, chemistry with this guy she's known for four weeks. So uh, time for the rose ceremony. We really did, which not... was honestly the most interesting part of this. Whole yeah, they episode. saved half an hour for it. And uh, that's because there was a little bit of excitement. So um, all of the women walk in looking stunning. I feel like they coordinated their outfits because Becca was in like coral. Kendall was in bright blue. Tia was in white and Lauren was in black. Like they all had such different but sort of basic primary looks. It was good. Yeah. Um, also, poor Tia was in white. Poor Tia. Oh, man. I really felt for her. Yeah. Um, and Ari is losing his goddamn mind. He says he thought, he, so he said he thought he knew going into hometowns what he wanted to do, which I thought was sort of telling. I think he thought he was going to send Kendall home, maybe. I don't know. I think it was always Tia because I think that he felt after the hometown date, like the fact that Kendall didn't say I, I love you and Tia did was making him question his initial. Oh, that's true. Feeling. Yeah, I think he you might be right from Kendall. So basically what happens is he tells the women like this is the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. And we see him fully kind of or does he hyperventilate? After he starts both. like rubbing his palms and like. Deep breathing and he finally just says, I think I need a moment and walks out. Yeah. And the women just look so confused. And also at this point, they've probably been standing there for at least an hour. Yeah. So I, you know, understandably, they're like, can this just can we can we get the show on the road? Ari was picking out his favorite. Uh, And then Ari comes back and says, I need some time with Kendall. Yeah, and immediately, like, all the women are freaking out. Immediately, Tia is like, I want to know who he's deciding between. Like, is it me and Kendall? Yes. Is it, like, you and... And she looks around, and a few times she says, you know, this three makes the most sense to me. But maybe yeah. what makes sense to me do- do- isn't what makes the most sense yeah. to him. She is really And I think logically out. she's not wrong if you're just looking at these three women are all sure in their feelings these three women are all sure that they would accept a proposal perhaps logically those are the three women that should be in that final three but love that's not how it works isn't logical yeah and uh that's why they're not in charge and ari is no that's because it's the bachelor and he's (laughs) the man um so ari sits down with kendall and says uh you know i need to know now if you're going to possibly be ready to be engaged at the end of this and she kind of keeps trying to answer with a non-answer she keeps trying to say like oh I'm not ready for this to end I want to keep exploring this I really think I could see my husband and you maybe and he's saying that's not the question like if I keep you someone is going to go home who's very ready for marriage (laughs) and she still just can't say it like she's just is crying. She's like, I don't know what you need from me. He's being very clear about what he needs from her, but she doesn't want to say it. And And one of our listeners pointed out on Twitter that this situation is sort of a less dramatic version of what we saw go down with Rachel and Peter, Mm. um, but obviously did not evoke the same anger at the lead from 
the people of Bachelor Nation, at least on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do think that, you know, that is a valid point. Um, and I think just as we felt Rachel had every right to say, I need you to be ready for marriage, and Peter had every right to be like, I can't give you that, I feel the same way about this situation. Ari is not in the wrong to say, this is what I know I want at the end. Can you give Mm -hmm. that to me? And Kendall is not wrong to say, I'm trying to give you as much as I can. I want you. I want to be here. And that's as much as I can give. And at the end of the day, then, it's on the lead to make the decision about whether he wants to move forward with it. Um, And, of course, Ari's a white guy. So, like, everyone's a little easier on him. A less fraught situation on the Peter thing because everyone thought she was going to end up with Peter and everyone and also was it's not the final two there's a little more lag time yeah there. I don't think anyone thought he was going to end up with Kendall um or True. even still thinks that he might end up with Kendall even though she is still here so it feels like a little lower bit stakes lower maybe. stakes that yeah, he is right. insisting on this um but the weird thing is that then after all that he gives the roses to Becca Lauren and Kendall and it's Tia going home And Tia, this was the most genuine sobbing breakdown that we've seen in a while. She just seems so shocked and so sad. And, of course, immediately does that really pain thing that's really painful to watch where she just says, what did I do wrong? I don't want to feel like I'm not good enough, but I feel like I'm not good enough. And it just it really, really broke my heart. I just wanted her girls to surround her and hug her. Yeah, it was a really tough goodbye. I feel like Tia unfortunately lost a lot of goodwill from the viewers the past couple of weeks by the Becca, the Becca M situation, and um, she got like such a strong Bachelorette edit. But I think she's lost a lot of support from. Yeah, the I do community. think that's what they were setting her up for. Yeah, in this, they're they're at least leaving her open as an option. Yeah. Because she gets the full, you know, she has the graceful goodbye. She hugs but really him and says, emotionally I know affecting. this is hard for you, but I just need to know. And finally she hugs him. She says, keep going with your heart. And then in the limo, she says, this is what makes me put walls up, telling someone how I feel and not feeling it in return. It's very classic Bachelorette material. Um, but who knows? Like, I've stopped trying to predict who the bachelorette's gonna be because i'm always wrong which is like crazy like how it can't be that hard and well i always wrong (laughs) i also think that they like to leave a handful of options open yeah uh and obviously as we see with ari they can also go back into their arsenal and they they'll leave people kind of on the back burner for years (laughs) so so they we know never that they done make that with the Bachelorette, though, have they? No, Except I won for the first one, obviously, because that first wasn't one was quite a while in succession. After. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I don't think that we've ever seen that. I wonder if they would do it because they've always it seems like been a little more demanding of how much their Bachelorette brings to the table in order to juice the fact that Bachelorette ratings tend to be a little lower anyway. I wonder if they are less likely to do that because they want to always, because it airs pretty much right after, they want, it's closer and they want to capitalize on the excitement around a recent person. There's no loss of momentum between, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I thought everyone would have forgotten about Peter by the time the season started. Apparently I was wrong, but I've sort of forgotten about Peter. <laughs> I have, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems like we're going to have a busy schedule the next couple of weeks. We're going to have Jesus. Uh, winter games tonight tonight and Thursday. On Sunday, Women Tell women All, tell which all. they, so they're changing up this final schedule. Usually, you know, we have Women Tell All, then a week, then overnights, then a week, then the finale. Instead, we're getting Sunday, Monday, Women Tell All, and right into the fantasy suite dates. And then the season's ending a week earlier than normal. Yeah. Um, we're exhausted. <laughs> I know. Tuesday, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday is just too much. It really is. I'm, my brain is just running out of steam here. And of course, this is all happening um, within the two weeks that my book comes out. So I, and also, yeah, just a little very natural plug, uh, pre-order my book, A Girl's Guide to Join the Resistance. It's fine. No big deal. Just, it's on Amazon. Um, (laughs) But also, yeah, I think we are we are a little bit bachelored out. But we hope that you're not. We, we will hope... persevere for you. <laughs> yes. In lots the meantime, to look forward to. we're going to be taking a lot of long naps <laughs> and doing face masks and just trying to stay zen and uh, focused in the middle of all this. And we hope you're doing the same. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. All right. As always, the Bachelor hometowns are prime ground for the classic feminism fails and This wasn't our worst offending season, but still a lot of opportunities for me to cringe at our society's norms. So like every season, we're going to have to take issue with the idea that Ari needs the parents, the fathers especially, but just generally anyone's blessing or permission to propose to an adult woman. And all of these parents ended up deferring to their daughter's judgment, which is good, but also a reminder that this practice is completely pointless and paternalistic and outdated. And so I'm going to give that a 2.5. And then, of course, several of the fathers make comments suggesting that they'll kill Ari if he hurts their daughter or that Ari should be protecting their daughter with his life. Sure, cute, a bit tongue-in-cheek, but we never really see this when the genders are reversed. No one is threatening the lives of, you know, bachelorettes if they don't protect their sons (laughs) with, with her life. It sounds ridiculous to even say. Let's just cut this practice altogether, we're going to give that one a four. And along the same lines, this trope of the daughters still being daddy's little girl, can this just die already? <laughs> like, Or at least can we see the parents on The Bachelorette weeping like, oh, you know, Graham is still our little boy and he always will be. We never see that. That's because we treat boys like adults when they turn into men and we should do the same thing with women. I'm giving that a three. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks, of course, to our fearless producer, Nick Offenberg. And 
Remember to find Here to Make Friends on Apple Podcasts this week to subscribe and give us a rating. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find us both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily D. Rose, or you can send us an email at here to make friends at huffpost.com. Yeah, send us your questions for the live show. Um, and thanks for listening. We will be back on Friday for our final Winter Games recap. And then on Tuesday to talk Women Tell All and Fantasy Suites. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.